Is it about the caterers? I knew they weren't up for the job. No, I jumped in before she could build up another head of steam. It's about Dana. Oh, her. Listen, darling, there's simply not room at the head table, and she was a last-minute addition. Surely she'll understand. Mrs. Abernathy, she's not going to be sitting at the head table. That's right. I've got a nice little spot for her right over. She's not going to be sitting at any table. Dana's dead. Dead? Why, whatever for? I stared at her while the message sunk in. You mean, dead, dead? I nodded. Oh, dear. That's unfortunate, she said, rubbing the bridge of her nose while she processed the information. Well, okay, that means there's an extra space at table 12. Was she serious? A bridesmaid was dead, and all she cared about was the seating chart? I'm sorry, Kelsey, not to be callous, but I haven't seen the girl in ten years— And standing here yapping about it isn't going to make her any more alive, is it? We've got hungry guests. There it was, then. She'd spent quite a chunk of money on this event, and she wasn't going to let the small matter of a death put a damper on things. Okay, well, do you want to tell Nicole, or should I? Please say you'll do it. Please say you'll do it. She stared at me puzzled. I don't see any reason either of us should tell her, at least not right this minute. We have to tell her, I exclaimed. I mean, don't we? I didn't want to do it any more than she did, but it seemed wrong to withhold the information. It will just ruin her night. Besides, that girl will still be dead tomorrow, right? And it's not like they were best friends or anything. You need to just let it be. And with that, she turned back to her guests, beaming, and began air-kissing a stream of well-wishers who would come over to offer their congratulations. I looked around for Brody. He'd know what to do. Brody Marks was an amazing wedding photographer and one of my best friends in San Francisco. We'd worked together for several years, and I always tried to get him hired when I could. Not that it was difficult. Good, reliable photographers are hard to come by, and you really don't want to try to track down photos in another country after you've flown back home to your own. Most brides agreed that it was worth a small extra expense to fly him in, and it was always nice to have a familiar face among all the chaos. Thanks to his height, he's just north of six feet tall, I was able to pick him out easily in the crowd. He spotted me as I made my way over to him, and his face broke out into a big, broad grin. Kelsey, there you are. Hey, is Dana feeling better? We wanted to get some group shots. Can I talk to you? I whispered. Sure, he said, holding up a just-one-minute finger to Nicole and Vince. I pulled him through a nearby archway into a quiet corridor. Brody, Dana isn't sick. She's dead. What? He stared into my eyes to make sure I wasn't joking. I thought she'd fainted, but she never got back up. 
That's terrible. What are you going to do? Mrs. Abernathy said I'm not supposed to tell Nicole, but I have to tell her, right? Hmm, he said. What would Emily Post do? I don't know, I snapped. I skipped that chapter. He opened his mouth to speak, then closed it again, sensing correctly that whatever he was about to say should be kept to himself. Sorry, I said. You know how I get when I'm stressed. Oh, man, look at her. Across the room, Nicole and Vince chatted with some guests. Vince said something, and she threw her head back and laughed. The Radiant Bride. It's a cliché for a reason. Brody shook his head. She looks so happy. I know, I said. I hate the thought of taking that away from her. Well...